0: ministry is all on Father, the internet. Now, let's we do get into the Word. But we do need Thee, Father. We need Thee. But not only, Father, do we need Thee to work on our behalf, but, Father, You need us to respond to You, Father. And Father, we pray right now, Lord, that we will clear everything out of our hearts and minds that we may be able to focus on you and your word, Father. And Father, that today that you will tell us what you want us to know, Father. And Father, we are not concerned about hearing from a preacher, but we want to hear from God. And we say, Father, speak now. For your people need to hear from you, Father. Speak now. For your people, Father, need to know, Lord, that you are real and that you are a living God and that you care for us all. Father, may we be doers of your word and not just hearers. Forgive us of our sins. That we might be in right fellowship to hear from you this morning. In Jesus name. Amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord. Give God another hand clap of praise. Amen. And praise the Lord. We... I've been determined to start with this vision that we have, if you can see it. Just an image of what we believe that God is calling us to build. And if God is calling us to build, to which many of us who are spiritual in nature believes. Uh, let me say that again. Many of us who are spiritual in nature believe then it's time for us to jump on board, uh, not only with our hurrahs, but with our money. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor, have you caught the vision yet? And the only way we know that is through your pocketbook. Amen. Amen. This month, We began Wednesday and we designated it, make him known through strength, make him known through strength, because strength can be an incredible witness, as life deals us blows, uh, many times we go through, those of us who are living holy, we go through trials, not just for ourselves, but be, to be a testimony of the strength of God in our lives. And there's no greater witness than a witness of a saint that, that has strength, that has strength, that, 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 that takes everything that the devil means for bad and allow God to work it for good. We're standing on all month long. Exodus 15:2. The Lord is my strength and my defense, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. Amen. We shared a message on Wednesday night, and if you have a computer or a smartphone, you can go up to our website. And download the message, the Lord is my strength. This morning, we're going to share a message entitled, Exhausted, but not quitting. Exhausted, but not quitting. And we're going to focus on one little verse, Judges chapter 8, verse 4. And the E. Sv, I like the way that rendering of the text is. Would you please stand in reverence to the word of God. Stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. neighbor. Or neighbor. Or neighbor. I'm, going word. I'm going to stand on this word. Let's read this out loud together at one time on three. One, two, three. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. Exhausted, but not quitting. Exhausted, but not quitting. Judges chapter 8 verse 4. and Really the whole context, I want you to go back and read at home. Start with Judges chapter 6 and read the whole story of Gideon, 6 through chapter 8. Amen? Amen. But in this one verse, we're going to learn. As the Holy Spirit gives us utterance, we're going to talk about the man and the exhaustion. We're going to talk about the mission and the exhaustion. And we're going to talk about the mayhem of the exhaustion. And we want Christians to know today that Christians should not quit even when they are exhausted. Christians should not quit even when they are exhausted. Most of you know right now that the Olympic Games are going on. And there have been many stories of... Olympic glory. Learn about little Gabby and Michael Phelps and Serena, I believe won yesterday a gold and 17 and 15 year old swimmers that have have done all the work that they needed to do to win the gold medal. But yesterday, as I was watching the Olympics, they told a story of a man that didn't win the Olympics. It was a story of a man, and this happened over 20 years ago. And many times we don't hear about others uh, like those who win the gold 20 years from now. His story is very unique. And he just happened to be a British citizen. His name was Derek Redmond. And it happened in the Olympics there in Barcelona, August the 3rd, 1992. This man had trained hard. And he had won two semifinal races when he got into this race. He felt like he was in the best shape of his life despite even eight operations on his Achilles tendon over the past four years and was the reason why he didn't get to run and so. But on this day, his father sat in the stands named Jim and they had high hopes of winning the race. Derek took off with a good start coming around the track, and suddenly tragedy struck again his hamstring. Initially, he thought that he had been shot uh, with a gun because the pain was so potent. His leg would not function and he fell on the track and uh, many believed that he was about to quit. Uh, this man who had been through all oh, eight surgeries and who had missed his last Olympics had, had become sick and tired of being sick and tired and he decided that he was going to finish his race regardless of his Achilles tendons. He began to hobble as the people in the stadium began to uh, cheer for him. As a, as his daddy Jim caught up with him, and uh, it all came out when Daddy caught up with him, and he fell on his daddy's shoulders, just crying. And and the crowd really rests out to him in this tragic moment in this tragic time. But but he didn't want to end. At that time, he told his daddy, keep me in lane five, and I want to finish the race. And as he finished the race, the whole crowd was all cheering him on. Cheering him on. Nobody knows who won the gold medal in the 400 that year or that day. But 20 years later, we talk about him and and we talked about uh, how he didn't quit. Hello, somebody. He was exhausted there on the track. He was in pain there on the track, but he did not give up. Did not give up. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, Neighbor? or neighbor, neighbor? you may be exhausted but don't quit today in our sanctuary we have people who oh your problem is not a Achilles tendons in your body your Achilles tendons is uh, the devil who comes to kill steal and destroy and uh, every time when you're about to get your life right uh, that old devil the Achilles tendons in your life uh, oh causes you to go through the kind of pain that will make you want to quit on your or walk uh, and race with God and uh, he makes you want to just uh, throw in the towel but God sent me here this morning to let you know that you may be exhausted but you better not quit uh, in Jesus name uh, say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor you may be exhausted uh, but you better not quit uh, in Jesus name because there is no excuses uh, when it comes to the Lord uh, because the Lord says uh, that He can be your strength. Uh, as a matter of fact, He says, uh, and I heard it in Sunday school, that His strength uh, is made perfect uh, in weakness. Uh, and if you came here today weak, uh, oh, you came here today with no strength. Uh, you came here today because that old devil's uh, Achilles tendon in your life uh, has raised up again. Uh, and God is telling you, don't fall on the track, uh, but you better get up. Uh, and you better finish the race. Say it to your neighbor again, neighbor, or oh neighbor, you better get up and finish the race. Because there's no excuses. No excuses in this Olympics. Oh, there's a boy that's running a race who's in the Olympics. Oh, and he could have listened to what everybody else said. He could have took a really, really good excuse. What was his excuse? Was it was it an Achilles tendon? No, he could have took the attempt, uh, the excuse that he had no legs. But he's in the Olympic Games. Oh, uh, made it to the semifinals. Last I know, and he ran. Uh, and he don't even have any legs. Uh, hello, somebody, somebody came here, and you came here today. The devil took your legs last week, uh, and now oh, you want to lay down uh, and you want to quit. Uh, but I hear God saying uh, what God uh, what that boy's mother told him. Uh, that boy's mother told uh, told one side to put on your shoes. And that boy's mother said to him, put on your legs and do everything that your big brother do. Hello, somebody. And God is saying here today, oh, you may have a big brother. He needs to put on his shoes. But you better come here this morning and put on your spiritual legs because God has plans for you. And his plans is not that you quit. His plans is not that you lay on the track. His plans is not to accept any of your ex- His plans. Oh, he don't want to hear how exhausted you are and how you want to quit. He don't want to hear that. He's telling you that you may be exhausted, but you better not quit. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, is there anybody here that showed up exhausted? Is there anybody here that felt like they needed to give up? Is there anybody here that felt like they needed to throw in the towel? But God says this morning you better pick up that towel and put on your legs or put on your shoes and you better get back in the race in Jesus name and then I thought about Gideon you see, as we learned a little bit in Sunday school, we like to make excuses of why we can't serve God. Hello, somebody. But there is no excuse. If you say that you have no strength, then guess what God says? I'll be your strength. In Jesus' name, as a matter of fact, he wants to keep you where you are so he can use you. Hello, somebody. And in this book of Judges, Judges, again, chapter 6, really through verse 8. First of all, we learn about the men of the exhaustion. The men of the exhaustion. First of all, we learn about that man, Gideon, it says. And Gideon came to the Jordan and crossed over. He and 300 men were with him, exhausted, yet pursuing the leader, Gideon was exhausted Oh, but he he, he was yet pursuing. Hello, somebody. And what do we know about Gideon? Well, the first thing we know about Gideon is before Gideon's leadership reign, uh, the people of God had sinned against God. And, and when they sinned against God, guess what? Destruction begins to happen. And, and that's happened with us. Uh, when we sin against God, uh, guess what? Destruction happened. The sin brings uh, destruction. And, and the people of God had sinned against him. And they got so messed up, so miserable that they decided to call uh, on the Lord. Uh, somebody here, you exhausted today because of sin. You're messed up and miserable. And uh, instead of God being your first choice, uh, he is your last choice. Uh, oh, regardless of the choice that he is, uh, uh, let me let you know today that he's able He hopefully he'll you'll learn to make him your first choice. But there's somebody here. Oh, your first time. They ended out a long time ago. But God has said, in your exhaustion, turn to him. They got tired of being sick and tired. They got tired of the Midianites. Uh, the Midianites uh, were not a occupying force uh, like Babylon or Egypt. They were a little worse. Uh, what they would do uh, is they'll let Israel uh, plant their seeds. Uh, and they allowed the, all the harvest to come up. Uh, and what they would do is they would come uh, and they would come and destroy destroy the, the whole land and take everything that they had so much so that the people of God had to start living in caves uh, oh to get away from these Midianites uh, oh because they came in uh, oh like a flood and they took everything every year they got picked out uh, oh to be picked on in the Midianites uh, were the big buddies uh, oh some of you know what it's like to have a bully in your life cause they wait for you and they wait for you to take uh, oh your lunch money hello somebody I remember Reverend Ford telling me about running from a bully hello somebody oh but guess what they got so sick and tired of being bullied that they called on the Lord Hello, somebody, somebody, listen at the sound of my voice, and the devil has been bullying you last week. He's been taking everything from you, taking everything, and and you ought to be sick and tired of being sick and tired, and you ought to call on the name of the Lord. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, call on the name of the Lord. They finally called on the name of the Lord and then there was a a, a prophet that's not named that came and told them about their history, told them about their legacy, that God was the same God that brought them up out of Egypt. Oh, and God wanted to do something great, but they had to depend on God. If the prophet was not enough in chapter 6, we have what theologians call a theophany where Christ came before he was Christ. The pre-incarnated Christ showed up uh, and had a conversation with Gideon. Uh, This situation was so bad that God showed up. Hello, somebody. Some of you are here today and you're in a situation so bad uh, that God has to do something special. And maybe he's doing it right now, trying to show up uh, through the voice of the man of God uh, to let you know uh, that you are a valiant warrior. Hello, somebody. And that's how he addressed Uh, Gideon, he he called him a mighty man of valor. And and, and some theologians said, Gideon must have looked around. Hello, somebody. (laughs) Because he didn't know who he was talking to. Because God calls you as he sees you, not as how you see yourself. Uh, Hello, somebody. Oh, hello, somebody. God calls you how he sees you. He saw him as a mighty man of valor. But how did he see himself? He says, I'm from the weakest tribe. Hello, sir, Vanessas, I'm from the weakest tribe. Hello, somebody. But God said something a little later to him. Go in the strength that you have. (laughs) And there's somebody here today. God is saying for you to go in the strength that you have. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Go in the strength that you have. The Lord is with you. Hello, somebody. He's the man, the leader of this great movement of deliverance. But also, we need to know about the other men. The other men. The other men were the three hundred. Hello, somebody. Three hundred to, to fight a war against Midian, and, and they said that Midians and their Campbells couldn't be numbered. Hello, somebody. But yet, there's three hundred. Yeah, like the sands on the shore. But but yet, there's three hundred. Hello, somebody! How did that happen? How did it happen? Well, a little verse, if you go over in in chapter seven you'll you'll learn that they they started out with thirty two thousand men. Right, Hello, somebody, and God uh, had to tell them that hey i could not do- de- I can't deliver you because if I deliver you right now with all of these men, you'll think that you did it in your own strength. Yeah, Hello, somebody. Oh, I can't deliver you right now because you got too many people. Yeah. You, 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 you'll get the big head. You'll think that you did it in your own strength and somebody here had today hadn't realized uh, that in order for God to work, uh, Oh, he has to put you in a place where you're limited. Hello, somebody. And how did he limit them? He said, Oh, he said, tell them, tell them all that are scared. Hello, somebody scared. They scared. Hello, somebody bone crusher said, I ain't never scared, but but the men of God it said, "Out of thirty-two hundred, all that are scared, go home." And guess what? Guess what? Out of thirty-two. It says 20,000 left. And it left him with 10,000. Hello, somebody. Oh, 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 was everybody scared? Everybody scared? Hello, somebody. And then they went back. Oh, and they went back. Hello, somebody. They went back. Oh, the moral of that story is is never let a scared person have a choice. And that's what we got to do in this church. Uh, Some of them are scared to build a building. They don't think that it can happen. They don't think that God can do it. Guess what? Uh, Oh! hello somebody (laughs) but guess what okay oh as many as the sands on the shore okay now they got 10,000 hello somebody oh maybe the numbers don't seem to still be matching up but guess what God said you still got too many (laughs) hello somebody wait a minute wait a minute Lord don't you see don't you know my master oh all these camels and people that can't be numbered uh, 10,000 it's already we already outnumbered Lord sure 10,000 is enough. Hello, somebody. Yeah. Guess what? It's too many. Too many. Ooh, so he gave a test, gave a test on how they drink their water. You yeah. know, yeah. hello, somebody. And the ones who passed the test were 300. <laughs> hello, somebody. <laughs> hello, somebody. God says, I I don't want to do it. Oh, why you got all these people? Because, oh, you can get the glory. Oh, and and many people say, we ain't got enough people to build. Oh, the church house ain't filled. Wait a minute, God. If we had enough to build, he wouldn't want to build. Hello, somebody. Hello. You'll think you did it in your own strength. Hello, somebody. But God wants to take, oh, the 300 that's left, oh, to go and fight this battle. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, are you going to be left? (laughs) This tells me, this tells me, tells me. You know, I've been in uh, two, what they were called, two mega churches in in my life. One was Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship, one was uh, 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 Concord Missionary Baptist Church. And one thing that I noticed, though we were boasting of having 5,000 members at that time in both churches, I noticed that there were only about 300 who were committed. Hello, somebody. They call that the 10% rule. That's 10% 10 of the people doing 90% of the work. Hello, somebody. Well, those uh, were the Gideons uh, within the church and his men of 300 in the church uh, who were willing to do anything that God says to do. And guess what? Those 300 people carried thousands. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. These were the men of, of the exhaustion not only that let's see then we get to where the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said the Lord is with you again here Mighty warrior. <laughs> the Lord is with you. And in Judges 77 says, The Lord said to Gideon, With these 300 men that lapped, I will save and give the Midianites in your hands. Let all the other men go. Hello, Summer. Each to his own place. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, or neighbor, there's some people you just got to let go. <laughs> Somebody missed it Somebody missed it There's some people in your life That you've got to let go Because they are not on your mission They're on their own mission They're not on God's mission Oh and there's some folk in your life Oh that hold you down They're like crabs Oh and God is saying, Oh to let them go Some people in your life You've just got to let go In Jesus name Oh in Jesus name let them go! Yeah. Hello somebody They don't want to work Let them go Hello somebody Why do we always hold on to worthless people in our lives Uh, Those people that just drain us And take everything from us Why do we always hang on to dead end relationships Well I know why some women and men Stay in dead end relationships Because they don't want to be alone But guess what I'd rather be alone And be with God Than be with somebody That's not on Oh God's will and plan for them I'd rather just let them go. Hello, somebody say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, let them go. In Jesus, name, people that suck and drain on your life, people that don't speak hope and faith into your life, people that's always complaining about stuff and can't ever see nothing go right. Oh, people who think, who looks at the glass as being half empty as opposed to being half full. Let them folk go in Jesus name. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. We're building this church. We got to let some folk go. They ain't going to ever believe. Hello, somebody. Let them go. If they had the theophany and Jesus showed up with them, they wouldn't believe it's Jesus. Jesus, (laughs) this can't be you, Jesus. Where where is your Mercedes been, Jesus? This can't be you, Jesus. Oh, you only have one suit, Jesus. This can't be you, Jesus. You don't even have a house or a home to live in. This can't be you, Jesus. Hello, somebody. You ain't got it degree. Woo. <laughs> uh, this can't be you. I like what the preacher just said. He is the degree. Hello somebody. Oh, but there's some folk uh, that need uh, to just let these people go home. Hello somebody. Hello somebody. Talk about the man of the mission of the exhaustion and then the mission of the exhaustion. mission is that they were to conquer Midian, the Midian's and when they began this battle they had the Gideons uh, or the Midianites on the run so much so that the text says Gideon came to the Jordan and they had to cross over to pursue cross over to get the victory somebody right now God is telling you to cross over to get the victory to cross over you need to not stay where you are I know that you are exhausted but you still need to cross over you still need to pursue and you still need to get what God said is for you and as a result you've got to let some people behind and as a result you've got to cross over in Jesus name he and the 300 who were with him exhausted yet pursuing and they can only cross over and pursue because They believed that God had given them the victory. That's why some people don't like to cross over in life. Because they don't believe that God has given them the victory. They don't like to make changes in life. They don't like to start out new or fresh somewhere else. They don't like to cross over in there. They like to stay where they are. They want. They, they like to stay comfortable and they don't want to cross over. But oh. get in yeah, in their comfort zone, that's where many churches uh, don't ever grow. It's because they get in their comfort zone. They they don't want nobody. They don't want to show up at the church uh, and, and see somebody else in their seat. Uh, hello, somebody. They don't won't you oh show up at the church and have to park in a different place. Huh? Hello, somebody. They don't, they don't, they just like things just the way that they are. Why we got to build a new building? We real comfortable right now. Hello, somebody, <laughs> and God is saying, cross over hello, somebody. To cross over, literally, to cross over. You saw the mark of the survey, cross over hello somebody cross over because you have the victory and gideon wasn't all feel of faith you know his story he he had to ask god to show him some stuff to manifest some stuff he said like i got to oh show me lord that you with me and he and, and and he did that fleece trick you know show me lord let the fleece be dry and the ground be wet and let the ground be wet and the fleece dry show me lord hello somebody i uh, yeah wanted a sign But guess what? God met him where he was because he was weak. But he was willing. <laughs> Let me say that. Let me say that. He, he he was weak. Oh, but he was willing. God knew his heart. He was weak, but he was willing. Somebody here today, you're weak. Yeah, you showed up here exhausted. You're weak, but you're willing. You're weak, but you still do what God tell you to do. You're weak, and you're still cross over. You're exhausted, but you're still cross over in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, I may be weak, but I'm still willing. And Jesus' name, and he was weak but willing. And, and not only did he give him that sign, but he gave him another sign. Here we see in the text, Judge chapter uh, uh, 7, uh, verses 9 through 11 on your screen. During that night, the Lord said to Gideon, Get up and go against the camp. Because I am going to give it into your hands. Hello, somebody. Somebody needs to get up. Oh, and go against the cap. Say to your neighbor, never Oh, neighbor! Get up! I said get up! I said get up! Oh, is that was that James Brown that said that? Who was that? <laughs> <laughs> a little before my time but, but Jane Brown, He said get up Hello somebody Somebody's on the track You're laid out Oh the Achilles tendons in your life Has hit you again like a bullet And you're laid out on the track of life And God is saying get up In Jesus name Say to your neighbor again neighbor, Oh neighbor get up In Jesus name He told him in a dream to get up and go against the camp because I'm going to give it into your hands. And then he did this. This was an amazing thing he did. He says, if you are afraid to attack, because he knew Gideon was a bit timid, weak, but willing. And he says, if you are afraid to attack, go down to the camp with your servant okay and then he told him to listen to the yes. dreams that, that they were having he said take, take your home boy take your home, and, and, and go down take your ace boom take your servant with you and, and go down and, and take a listen to what they are saying who are they the Midianites those who are numbered all those camels and, and numbers and sands of the sea oh and he has 300 oh, yeah. weak but willing men hello somebody and guess what they heard and listen to what they are saying afterwards. And you will be encouraged to attack the camp. Hello, somebody. And he went down there and listened. You read that a little later, what they were saying. And, 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 and they listened in to what they were saying. And there was a dream. And the other person interpreted that dream and said, God has given Gideon. Oh, the victory, basically. Hello, somebody. That's what he overheard in the camp. Oh, 300 men. Yeah. And that's what he heard when they said in the camp that God has given a million into the hands of Gideon. Wow, that blows my mind. This great power, Midianites, oh, as large as the sands on the sea, uh, uh, numbers of camels, huh? all those camels that, that, that kept them under oh, their feet for about seven years, huh? oh, this nation, oh, oh and, and God gave him a dream. Yeah. Hello, somebody. And it fired him up, and guess what? He accepted the mission. <laughs> he accepted the mission. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor. Accept the mission in Jesus' name. And when he accepts the mission, you know, guess what? Everything ain't gonna be easy when you accept the missions of the Lord. Hello somebody. It ain't gonna all be be easy. Hello somebody. And many times having a victory ain't always easy. It takes work. Hello, somebody. It, 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 let me say that again. It, it, it ain't always easy. As a matter of fact, you ask any of the gold medal Olympians, was it easy for them to get where they are? And they'll say, no, they'll look at you crazy. <laughs> I say, wait a minute. It took me uh, uh, seven or six hours in the gym. Plus, I had to work out on the track and do all this different this, of the last four years of my life and Michael Phelps said that he didn't train that's why he lost uh, uh, one of those mats. he said he didn't train like he should have trained hello somebody cause it's not easy it's not, it's not easy to stay on top as an athlete cause you have to stay focused four years huh? and you have to everyday work out everyday work out four years huh? you've got to develop some discipline everyday everyday I think TJ has that same kind of philosophy in workout. and workout and every time I went to the gym when he was in town uh, oh he was always there hello somebody Mm -hmm. Hello, somebody. It's not easy to get any kind of victory in life, especially spiritual victory. Hello, somebody. It's not easy, but it's worth it. (laughs) It wasn't easy for Gideon because uh, we hear in the text that Gideon came to the Jordan and crossed over. And he and 300 men who were with him were exhausted. Hello, somebody. This work of building a building may be exhausting to us. Uh, oh, sometimes we may think that we're crazy for trying to do it. it may be exhausting. Sometimes we may want to give up. Sometimes we may want to turn back uh, because it's exhausting. Uh, but if God has given you the mission, hello, somebody, the mayhem is worth it. <laughs> Hello, somebody. <laughs> he had given a mission in the mayhem. Uh, oh, he said he had to fight the battle. They 300 men had to take on a number list. They, couldn't, they didn't even give a count of how many folk they had. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. They had to depend on God and his strength in their weaknesses. Exhausted, yet pursuing, he told Paul, Paul said, I wish I could get this, oh, I wish I could get this thing out of me. I wish I could get this torn out of my flesh. I wish I could get it out of me because it's, it's, it's making me weak. Yeah hello somebody I can't run the way I want to run I can't do what I want to do it's making me weak I I can't do it I I can't do it I can't do it well that's a good place to be with God (laughs) because he says in his weakness his grace is sufficient hello Hello, somebody. He can handle it. You do your part and your part may be exhausting, but you better keep doing your part. Keep waking up every day. The devil don't want you to wake up every day. The devil wants you to take your life. The devil wants to, oh, to make you lose your mind where you have a life, but you won't have your mind. The devil, oh, wants to injure you and keep you on the track with your Achilles heel. Oh, feeling like you can't make it, feeling like you had to give up. That's what the devil wants to do, but you better get up uh, off of that track, uh, and you better get back uh, in the race uh, in Jesus' name. You don't need any strength. Depend on God. Say to your neighbor, neighbor oh neighbor you don't need any strength yeah. depend on god yeah, you got it all. in jesus name they were exhausted yeah. but yet pursuing exhausted i couldn't help but to think that must have been how gabby's mother they said gabby's mother worked three jobs to make her family be able to make it and i can imagine she worked, woke her eyes every day and went from one job to the next job to the next job exhausted but she didn't give up and that's somebody here today. Oh, you've got to work two jobs. You've got to work three. You're exhausted, but God is saying, oh, don't give up. Oh, you don't have no help. You're a single mother and sometimes you're exhausted and feel like you need to give up. Oh, but God says, you may be exhausted, but you better not give up. In Jesus name, you may have gone to your second treatment of cancer and it feels like the death is in your body. You are exhausted But God says, don't give up. Oh, you may be fighting a fire and it's 113 degrees. You're exhausted. But God says, you better not give up. Oh, you're exhausted. But you need to continue to pursue in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, I'm exhausted, but I won't give up in Jesus' name, Jesus' name. Jesus' name. We're going to end today with Revelations 3 8. I, I love one of my favorite texts about this church. God knew their deeds. He says, I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no one can. Sh- Amen. Hello, somebody. I'm, I like those kind of Absolutely. doors. Yeah, go ahead and give God a hand clap of praise. Absolutely. That's good news. I like those kind of doors, those uh, open doors that nobody can shut, those open doors uh, to me. I, I love those open doors that, that nobody can be on the other side and it hit me in the face. I, I like those kind of God doors uh, that nobody can shut me out uh, in Jesus. Somebody feels like they're weak and exhausted and feel shut out, uh, out of culture, shut out, out of society, shut out. But God says, I see you and you've been weak uh, and it feels like uh, that you're. Exhausted and you want to give up, but hey, don't give up. There's an open door about to open up right before you, and if you give up, you won't reach that open door. Oh, somebody here, God is saying, I have an open door before you. Don't you give up. Get up off of that track and get back in the race. I've got an open door for you. I'm so glad he didn't stop there when he talked about the open door. He says, I know that you have had what little strength. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, oh, that you're that, that, that you're pursuing and exhausted. You you've got little strength. You're exhausted. I know about that, and that's why you're being blessed right now. Because I know, because you had little strength, but yet you have what kept my word and have not uh, denied my name. Uh, oh, somebody here, the devil is trying to do everything he can uh, to make you not keep God. God's words. Oh, and he's caused that Achilles hind tendons of singleness to cause you to be on the track. And you want to give up. You can't find a good man. Well, God says, stop looking. I'm going to open the door. All you got to do is keep your eyes on me and stop looking. And I'll open the door because I know you had a little strength. Oh, but you kept my word, which means you keep being holy. Even though he's pushing up on you. And say if you love me you would Hello somebody Now if you love me you wouldn't even ask Me to do anything That's Against God's word. They're one of them people that you need to leave behind. Hello, somebody. Oh, you had a little strength. You kept my word as a single person. You kept my word as a married person. Oh, she uh, wakes up every morning and looks at you cross-eyed. But you kept my word. (laughs) Oh, while your secretary was smiling in your face. uh, Oh, you kept uh, my words. You decided to, to be holy. Oh why everybody else was cheating. You kept uh, your integrity. And guess what? Integrity will be rewarded in Jesus' name. Uh, it may look like uh, that the devil gets away with everything. Uh, and that's what sin does. Uh, sin is fun for a season. But guess what? Uh, oh, sin has consequences. And it's going to catch up with you. Uh, oh, and you need to live holy because holiness has conscious consequences. And guess what? Uh, your are blessed blessings will overtake you yes. hello somebody say to your neighbor neighbor, neighbor. Or neighbor be strong, be strong. In, the Lord in the Lord and let him bless you in Jesus name deacons will you come saints are praying all eyes are closed heads are bowed again you came here today exhausted but God says don't quit Don't quit. I'm so glad that in that Garden of Gethsemane when Jesus was exhausted. Hello, somebody, Jesus. Was praying that prayer. On that night. uh, It wasn't a regular Bible study prayer meeting. Uh, He was praying for his life. uh, Because he would have to die. For the sins of the world. uh, And his friends. uh, Or his disciples. Couldn't pray with him. For an hour. But Jesus. uh, Was exhausted. But he didn't commit. Quit. Uh, Oh Jesus. uh, Began to pray. uh, With drops of blood Came down his. That's how. uh, Oh exhaustion it was for him Uh, he was praying uh, to the point that blood came out of his face like sweat uh, Exhausted, but he had not quitting Uh, and he said these mortal immortal words father not my will uh, but thy will be done father I'm exhausted but I won't quit Uh, father I'm weak right now but I'm willing Uh, father and he prayed that prayer he left his closet uh, his prayer closet uh, and he was convicted of crimes that he didn't commit oh tried six times oh and they beat him mocked him flogged him put a crown of thorns on his head oh and he was messed up in misery he was weak but willing and they put that cross on his back and led him through the streets of Jerusalem he was weak but yet willing so much so that he had to get some help on the way to the old Calvary's cross somebody yeah else uh, had to ca- help him carry that cross uh, but he was weak uh, but yet willing and he came uh, to that hill called Golgotha. Uh, they laid that cross down uh, and they put him on that cross uh, nailed him to that cross uh, and when they nailed him to the cross uh, he got him they raised him up uh, oh I said they raised him up uh, between two thieves uh, oh he was weak but yet willing uh, and even on that cross uh, they couldn't take his life uh, he was weak but yet willing and he had to give up the ghost. He gave up the ghost and they took him down from that cross and they put him in what would become a borrowed tomb for the Bible says that on the third day I said on the third day he got up with all power in his hands. I said on the third day that weak but willing servant got up with all power in his hands and because he got up, guess what? You can get up this morning uh, if you don't know Christ uh, oh get up uh, and get to know him uh, if you do know Christ uh, get up uh, out of your circumstance and depend on him uh, in Jesus name become uh, a weak uh, but yet willing servant uh, in Jesus name uh, oh you may be exhausted but God says this morning don't quit say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor You may be exhausted, but don't you quit. In Jesus' name. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure uh, that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God stop smoking the person before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. my sins, was buried, and rose again Tears on so the third day. Dear God, in come into day. my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Way. Amen. And praise the You prayed that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing, for now so you are a child heart. of the Just living King. Because you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family so here on earth. We love believe by faith that you've been born to the household of the faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services, but if you're listening throughout the world's Because babies yeah, can't make it on their own yeah, and if you prayed that prayer for the first time yeah. you are a spiritual I baby thank you, for you must the find things. a church home Again, we want to thank you for joining us today, and I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Tom, the singing pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart, if if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life. We just want to Thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we have calling this program Vision to Reality. and This is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms and we're believing that God owns the Catalonia thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at, at Bethlehem.com and you can hear it, uh tap the link on the MySpace page or uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.HearGodsWord at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25. It helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to vision to reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley state of the arts, build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you. It's my prayer. Again, go to the website, www. heargodsword.com